0: Welcome to First Chapter Fridays, a podcast from the Augusta County Library. Join us every Friday to hear the first chapter of a book we think you'll enjoy. These books include various genres and age ranges and are available to check out at the library. This week's reading is from An Ember in the Ashes, written by Saba Tahir, which follows the story of Laia, a spy working as a slave in the martial empire's greatest military academy, and Elias, Blackcliff Academy's finest soldier. Chapter 1, Laia. My big brother reaches home in the dark hours before dawn, when even ghosts take their rest. He smells of steel and coal and forge. He smells of the enemy. He folds his scarecrow body through the window, bare feet silent on the rushes. A hot, desert wind blows in after him, rustling the limp curtains. His sketchbook falls to the floor, and he nudges it under his bunk with a quick foot as if it's a snake. "'Where have you been, Darren? In my head, I have the courage to ask the question, and Darren trusts me enough to answer. Why do you keep disappearing? Why, when Pop and Nan need you, when I need you? Every night for almost two years, I've wanted to ask. Every night, I've lacked the courage. I have one sibling left. I don't want him to shut me out like he has everyone else. But tonight's different. I know what's in his sketchbook. I know what it means. You shouldn't be awake. Darren's whisper jolts me from my thoughts. He has a cat's sense for traps. He got it from our mother. I sit up on the bunk as he lights the lamp. No use pretending to be asleep. It's past curfew and three patrols have gone by. I was worried. I can avoid the soldiers, Lia. Lots of practice. He rests his chin on my bunk and smiles mother's sweet crooked smile. A familiar look. The one he gives me if I wake from a nightmare or we run out of grain. Everything will be fine, the look says. He picks up the book on my bed. Gather in the night. He reads the title. Spooky, what's it about? I just started it, it's about a gin. I stop, clever, very clever. He likes hearing stories as much as I like telling them. Forget that, where were you? Pop had a dozen patients this morning. And I filled in for you because he can't do so much alone, which left Nan to bottle the trader's jams by herself, except she didn't finish. Now the trader won't pay us, and we'll starve this winter and why in the skies don't you care? I say these things in my head. The smile's already dropped off Darren's face. I'm not cut out for healing, he says, Pop knows that. I want to back down, but I think of Pop's slumped shoulders this morning. I think of the sketch pad. Pop and Nan depend on you. At least talk to them, it's been months. I want to wait for him to tell me that I don't understand, that I should leave him be, but he just shakes his head, drops down into his bunk and closes his eyes like he can't be bothered to reply. I saw your drawings. The words tumble out in a rush, and Darren's up in an instant, his face stony. I wasn't spying, I say. One of the pages was loose. I found it when I changed the rushes this morning. Did you tell Nan and Pop? Did they see? No, but, Lya, listen. Ten hells, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear his excuses. What you saw is dangerous, he says. You can't tell anyone about it, not ever. It's not just my life at risk. There are others. Are you working for the Empire, Darren? Are you working for the Marshals? He is silent. I think I see the answer in his eyes and I feel ill. My brother is a traitor to his own people? My brother is siding with the Empire? If he hoarded grain or sold books or taught children to read, I'd understand. I'd be proud of him for doing the things I'm not brave enough to do. The Empire raids, jails, and kills for such crimes, but teaching a six-year-old her letters isn't evil. Not in the minds of my people, the Scholar people. But what Darin has done is sick. It's a betrayal. The Empire killed our parents, I whisper. Our sister. I want to shout at him, but I choke on the words. The Marshals conquered Scholar lands 500 years ago, and since then, they've done nothing but oppress and enslave us. Once, the Scholar Empire was home to the finest universities and libraries in the world. Now most of our people can't tell a school from an armory. How could you side with the marshals? How, Darren? It's not what you think, Lia. I'll explain everything, but... He pauses suddenly, his hand jerking up to silence me when I ask for the promised explanation. He cocks his head towards the window. Through the thin walls, I hear Pop's snores. Nan shifting in her sleep. A morning dove's croon. Familiar sounds. Home sounds. Daren hears something else. The blood drains from his face and dread flashes in his eyes. Lyah, he says, raid. But if you work for the Empire, then why are the soldiers raiding us? I'm not working for them. He sounds calm, calmer than I feel. Hide the sketchbook, that's what they want, that's what they're here for. Then he's out the door and I'm alone. My bare legs move like cold molasses, my hands like wooden blocks. Hurry, Lia. Usually, the Empire raids in the heat of day. The soldiers want scholar mothers and children to watch. They want fathers and brothers to see another man's family enslaved. As bad as those raids are, the night raids are worse. The night raids are for when the Empire doesn't want witnesses. I wonder if this is real. If it's a nightmare. It's real, Laia, move. I drop the sketchbook out the window into a hedge. It's a poor hiding place, but I have no time. Nan hobbles into my room, her hands so steady when she stirs vats of jam or braids my hair, flutter like frantic birds, desperate for me to move faster. She pulls me into the hallway. Darren stands with Pop at the back door. My grandfather's white hair is scattered as a haystack, and his clothes are wrinkled, but there's no sleep in the deep grooves of his face. He murmurs something to my brother, then hands him Nan's largest kitchen knife. I don't know why he bothers. Against the seric steel of a martial blade, the knife will only shatter. You and Darren leave through the backyard, Nan says, her eyes darting from window to window. They haven't surrounded the house yet. No, 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 Nan. I breathe her name, stumbling when she pushes me toward Pop. Hide in the east end of the quarter. Her sentence ends in a choke, her eyes on the front window. Through the ragged curtains, I catch a flash of a liquid silver face. My stomach clenches. A mask, Nan says. They've brought a mask, Go, Lia, before he gets inside. What about you? What about Pop? We'll hold them off. Pop shoves me gently out the door. Keep your secrets close, love. Listen to Darren, he'll take care of you. Go. Darren's lean shadow falls over me, and he grabs my hand as the door closes behind us. He slouches to blend into the warm night, moving silently across the loose sand of the backyard with a confidence I wish I felt. Although I am 17 and old enough to control my fear, I grip his hand like it's the only solid thing in this world. I'm not working for them, Daren said. Then whom is he working for? Somehow he got close enough to the forges of Sarah to draw, in detail, the creation process of the Empire's most precious asset, the unbreakable, curved skims that can cut through three men at once. Half a millennium ago, the scholars crumbled beneath the martial invasion because our blades broke against their superior steel. Since then, we have learned nothing of steelcraft. The marshals hoard their secrets the way a miser hoards gold. Anyone caught near our city's forges without good reason, scholar or marshal, risks execution. If Darrin isn't with the Empire, how did he get near Sarah's forges? How did the marshals find out about his sketchbook? On the other side of the house, a fist pounds on the front door. Boots shuffle, steel clinks. I look around wildly, expecting to see the silver armor and red capes of Empire Legionnaires. But the backyard is still. The fresh night air does nothing to stop the sweat rolling down my neck. Distantly, I hear the thud of drums from Blackcliff, the mask training school. The sound sharpens my fear into a hard point stabbing at my center. The Empire doesn't send those silver-faced monsters on just any raid. The pounding on the door sounds again. In the name of the Empire. An irritated voice says, I demand you open this door. As one, Darren and I freeze. Doesn't sound like a mask, Darren whispers. Masks speak softly with words that cut through you like a skim. In the time it would take a legionnaire to knock and issue an order, a mask would already be in the house, weapon slicing through anyone in his way. Darren meets my eyes, and I know we're both thinking the same thing. If the mask isn't with the rest of the soldiers at the front door, then where is he? Don't be afraid, Laya, Darren says. I won't let anything happen to you. I want to believe him, but my fear is a tide tugging at my ankles, pulling me under. I think of the couple that lived next door, raided, imprisoned, and sold into slavery three weeks ago. Book smugglers, the marshal said. Five days after that, one of Pop's oldest patients, a 93-year-old man who could barely walk, was executed in his own home, his throat slit from ear to ear. Resistance collaborator. What will the soldiers do to Nan and Pop? Jail them? Enslave them? Kill them? We reach the back gate. Darren stands on his toes to unhook the latch when a scrape in the alley behind stops him short. A breeze sighs past, sending a cloud of dust into the air. Darren pushes me behind him. His knuckles are white around the knife handle as the gate swings open with a moan. A finger of terror draws a trail up my spine. I peer over my brother's shoulder into the alley. There is nothing out there but the quiet shifting of sand, nothing but the occasional gust of wind and the shuttered windows of our sleeping neighbors. I sigh in relief and step around Darren. That's when the mask emerges from the darkness and walks through the gate. An Ember in the Ashes by Sava Tahir is available at www.valleylibraries.org in printed format and in audiobook format, as well as e-audiobook format. Thank you for joining us this week for First Chapter Fridays, and we hope you'll tune in next week as well.